0: You are listening to MCC Votes and Seats, the podcast series of the Center for Political Science of Matthias Corvinus Collegium. We provide election insights with experts and politicians.
1: Welcome to everybody. Uh, this is the MCC Votes and Seats podcast. I'm Kanan Poca, head of the Center for Constitutional Politics at uh, MCC. And today we will talk about the uh, German elections held on the 26th of September. Uh, we will analyze uh, the causes behind the results and talk a little bit about um, what to expect from the coalition negotiations, from Olaf Scholz perhaps, um, or from the new government as far as its policy on, on European integration in general is concerned. So, our guest today is Oliver Lemke. Was professor at the Ruhr University Bochum and an expert on electoral law, constitutional politics and uh, party politics. Welcome, Professor Lemke. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I think that the audience is quite aware of the results of the German elections. so we don't want to waste time with, with presenting the, the results. And that's why I would start with a question on the on the phenomenon of the fragmentation and the leveling of the, the of the German party system. So what do you mean which factors led to the to the fragmentation and also to the leveling of the German party system? Because there are six parties now in the in the Bundestag, but there are there are no really big parties uh, uh in, in so very popular parties in the sense. And so what 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 is the reason behind
0: that? What do you think? Yeah, it's, uh, this is an absolutely correct observation, and um, I'm uh, almost grateful that you bring it up because uh, nobody really has uh, has talked about the fragmentation of the German party system. I tried to do that for quite some time, and um, I uh, I usually I point to the fact that there's a nice index to measure fragmentation of party systems. It's the laxo piera index. And um, it's it's useful for comparison. And in the particular case of Germany, if you use this index and and apply it, then you see that of course in the beginning of the German party system, West German party system, uh, the index was quite high. I mean there were ten more than ten parties in parliament. It was a high index. And it's noteworthy that the Largsotagipe index is even higher now. Means. It is uh, something like close to five. Um, uh, it was in, in 1949, long time ago, but now the index is even higher. It's 5.3. And um, it's, this is not because uh, there are more than 10 uh, parties in parliament, but it's because all of these parties that are in parliament, like you pointed out, are basically kind of close to each other when it comes to the weight. Um, of their of their uh, political power, so um, what we can observe is that we have a fragmentation of the German party system that results, uh, at at least superficially speaking, uh, of the fact that uh, smaller parties have become bigger and bigger parties have become smaller. So they they uh, they close uh, in, uh, so to say, and that means that the German party system is uh, has transformed in its tr- structure. It's not. Uh, uh, a moderate um, pluralist party system, as it was so long for so long time, uh, it is now, uh, in terms of, of, of Sartori's typology, it is now a party system that is pluralist, polarized, and um, we 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 see that in some way because we have two camps, left and right. Uh, usually, people, politicians themselves, don't really like to talk about left and right, but. From a political science point of view, you have basically two camps, and then you have two camp, two parties close to the center, another set of parties close to the parties <laughs> to the center, and then you have the French parties, so to say. So, so to say, and that of course uh, can easily change the logic of the competition within such a party system, meaning that the French parties and also the parties in the middle, so to say, of each camp, has an incentive to um, compete not. For the voters in the center, but in the but in each camp, and that usually goes uh, along with uh, becoming a more and more polarized party system. So, I'm saying that yes, you're right. Your, your observation is absolutely correct. It has been fragmented. It has been uh, substantially fragmented. I would even argue it has changed its structure and it has become a pluralist polarized party system. And you have this fragmentation and polarization. You know, basically um, feeding each other, and 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 um, um, maybe uh, we we haven't seen the end of it. Maybe it produces in itself now a logic of uh, um, um, let even more competitors enter the, the, the um, party politics uh, yeah. uh, parliament. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's an
1: interesting um, uh, point because. Uh, uh, I mean, you you are arguing that the German uh, politics is getting more and more polarized, but uh, from I think from the from a Hungarian perspective, for example, I I, I would say that the German politics is rather consensus oriented, still uh, consensus oriented. But you are arguing that it's getting more and more polarized, and it can lead to, to even that that this. this a consensus politics will break up
0: actually that's that's your argument uh, did i understand correctly yeah, i think you see both and 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 both is is connected you see a consensus oriented politics um for the parties at the center um you, this the, the, for instance the chancellor merkel it, her style was a depolarized party politics basically i mean um at the groko as the default position of a coalition, so to say, in Germany, is also uh, an an, an expression of depolarization. So if you take the former big parties, which are not big that anymore, 20 plus something, um, if you you just look at them, um, the tendencies of becoming more polarized is only true for the SPD because underneath... There is something going on in terms of their policy orientation. There's something going on that has shifted the party more to the left. In that sense, the uh, the social democrats have become more leftish, so to say, and and let's say for the sake of argument, more polarized. Yeah, Um, But... But uh, you know, uh, uh, at the core of, of, of the argument would be the center is still clinging to this kind of consensus uh, orientation, but that is an incentive for the camps. And I'm I'm not talking about the the the, the, the um, three, four, five, and six parties um, uh, in the camps. So to say, become to to become more polarized. To make a long story short, I think um, that uh, Merkel's uh, Christian Democrats have moved to the center, becoming less conservative, more liberal, more centrist, so to say, um, has c- certainly contributed to the emergence of a new party. I'm speaking now about the uh, uh, right-wing populist party, the AfD, uh, which are to some extent not only a right-wing populist party, but also a national conservative party, and of course it has also some uh, resemblance of right-wing extremism. Um, um, but but I don't mean to dwell now on, on this. I'm just saying. So the shift of the um, of, of parties in the center and their depolarized and centrist and consensus-oriented orient, politics has contributed to the fragmentation and polarization in each camp. That, mm-hmm. that would be my argument. <clears throat> well, uh,
1: if, if, if we, are, we are talking about the extremes uh, a little bit, I, I was almost struck by the fact that the uh, Linke, the left party, uh, could not uh, pass through really the five person threshold, and they had luck actually that they won three single-member constituencies, and that's why they are in the in the Bundestag yeah. right now. Yeah. So uh, and 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 also it struck me that it was not only the left uh, party which uh, could not pass uh, this five person threshold but also several other parties, and altogether, uh, it made uh, approximately 9% of the votes, mm. yeah. which, uh, which was lost. So uh, I, I think these, these are also two interesting uh, developments in the German politics. I thought that the, the link at the German, uh, the, the left wing uh, or the left party uh, has a so strong basis yeah. yeah, that they can—it's unimaginable that they they can they can miss this five percent threshold. That's A lot one of thing. things were and unimaginable. The, and, yeah, and the, the other thing was that wow, nine percent of lost votes.
0: Mm-hmm. So what do you uh, how do you see these two uh, phenomena? Yeah, I mean, um I would I would uh, like to uh, comment on my um, statement. A lot of things were unimaginable. I mean, it was absolutely unimaginable for a German to see the CDU, the Christian Democrats as a union um uh, falling down um to uh, 20 something uh, uh percent of votes. This is really uh a memorable and almost historic loss. It's uh, it's 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 something um, that will keep the party busy for quite some time, uh, and they should clearly uh, uh, try to analyze very carefully the reasons for that. <clears throat> um, uh, and also unimaginable was uh, that the, the social democrats, which were basically. Uh, more or less uh, for a longer time it was uh, the drama queen of German politics and then it became almost a zombie uh, party, now is uh, revitalized, so to say, and is and actually gaining something like 10% points within a few weeks and is actually now the, the strongest party of, of the German party system. So um, summing up, uh, I would say it was really unimaginable that this party system is so... Um, dynamic and fluid and that the voters are so uh, volatile that that, that's that's really I mean there are good reasons for these all these uh, dynamics and all all these uh, developments but nevertheless it's kind of really astonishing let's say now let me answer briefly uh, your um, question to uh, with regard to the left Um, yes the left has a very strong um a base in East Germany, uh, and it was unimaginable <laughs> in a way that it could lose out so so easily. Um, but it has basically done everything in a wrong way. First of all, it crawled internally for m- more than two years. Uh, it has become personal in, in many ways and, and very toxic. And um, that is, of course, always uh, something that appalls uh, uh, voters, first thing. Uh, then, and maybe structurally speaking more importantly, uh, they are not only in a very poor shape, but they also have competitors on the left and on the right. And I think the party is not fit enough to, to uh, meet this kind of challenge. On the left, the, the social democrats have become, I uh, already um, uh, pointed to that, have become more leftish. Uh, that is uh, That means that they become a real competitor in terms of fighting for the voters left to the uh, center and um, on the right the AfD, the alternative for deutschland the right-wing populists um, have become have their own very strong um, uh, base in East Germany why because they now can represent the people who are basically disappointed uh, and it I of course, I need to to analyze this in more detail. But let's take let's take this for, for a moment. People who are not very much inclined uh, to the way politics plays out uh, on on the national level, who thinks that the German, um, that East Germany is uh, is left behind and uh, things like that, nowadays go to the AfD and feel represented to the uh, from uh, uh, or through the AfD and not uh, um, by. Um, the, the, the left anymore. So the left is basically now in a very strange way squeezed in into a competition between strong competitors on the left that you could expect, but also strong competitors on the right. And for a long time, they haven't um, had any competitors, so to say, because the, the Social Democrats were trying to um, heal their wounds that uh, they had um, inflicted on themselves because of the uh, labor market uh, reforms, so-called hartz uh, Hartz-Laws, uh, Hartz-Gesetze, vier Gesetz, And that was a symbol, so to say, of the unsolidarity of uh, social democrats. Wer hat uns verraten, Sozialdemokraten, that, that's a usual saying in Germany, so to say. And, 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 and so that was proof of it. And so the social democrats were really um, basically um, bleeding on the, la- on the left side, and the uh, the left has, has has gained from that, and uh, for for a long time they were basically secure with their strongholds and were an important factor in German politics because of their strong presence uh, in East Germany. But that's gone, and and now it's only Thuringia where they have where they are in a coalition and actually um, they have their prime minister Borramo uh, and have a. Again, still uh, uh, an amount of support, something around 30%, which is something. And Berlin, but apart from that, they're losing out almost everywhere. They lose out in the east parts of Germany. They lose out in the west parts of Germany. They now have switched um, or exchanged their their um, party leadership. Uh, the new party leadership is not well known. It's not well, let's say, it's not a powerful um, couple, uh, two women so that that contributes to it, but I think the com- competition on the left and on the right uh, being in a bad shape in itself, so to say, for the left is the main reason why they are um, yeah, struggling, and uh, it, it becomes dangerous. You pointed to it uh, to the fact that they did not meet the threshold of five percent. It becomes dangerous, and I would expect them um, to uh, to uh, struggle even harder and. Uh, 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 the the future is unclear for the left mm-hmm. it's an interesting
1: um, explanation because um uh, you are arguing that the spd moved more to the left yeah but at the same time uh, they voted for a chancellor candidate yeah. who is not really a leftist one uh, i mean well, one is, 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 is well, was a financial minister at, at, in, 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 in 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 the yeah, last no government and, and and, yeah. and 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 he is certainly not the 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 figurehead of the leftist side of the of SPD. Not, so yes, I agree. It, if 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 Olaf Scholz will be the next chancellor, there there is a little bit more likely that that than than Armin Laschet to be the next chancellor, as far as I can uh, judge it from uh, Budapest. So if uh, Olaf Scholz will be the next uh, chancellor. Uh, he must struggle not only with the, with the, with the, with the, with the FDP and the Greens, but also he must struggle within his own party. So what does it mean for the, for the coalition? Because it is first time that there will be three parties in the coalition um, uh, for, for a long time and uh, a leader uh, which uh, has some tensions also within its own party. I mean Olaf Scholz.
0: Yeah, I agree with you um, almost uh, fully, I would say. The, 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 your remarks are very prudent and, and uh, accurate. Um, let me start off by saying it's not so easy to read the mandate that the voters have given the, uh, in this election to the parties. And uh, it's, it's not so easy to make sense of it. You could make an argument, they want something new. But I would argue, yes, of course, but that's, that's not really, it comes, doesn't really come as a surprise because we are in a post Merkel era. So whatever it will be, it will be something new. It's, it's another chancellor and it's another way, another style, another policies and so on. So, you know, arguing for there must be something new is more or less, uh, well, it's, it's a common place. <laughs> there will be something new. What? And I think in this situation, the voters opted much, much less than, than the Greens would argue for, for instance, or also uh, the FDP would argue, the Liberals would argue for. They they argue for they, Germany has to have a new start or a restart or something like that. And I think Scholz is actually the name, the face, and the person people um, decided for went for uh, to to support him because he he's they see him as an insurance. That this newness, that this new dawn, so to say, of, of things that will that we will see in Germany, are, is, is not going to be so radical. So it's taking him is an insurance of maybe we need to change whatever, but it shouldn't be so drastic. It shouldn't be so radical like the Greens and others uh, wanted to. And for that reason, that also explains, uh, for instance, the poor uh, result of the of the left. Also, the, the, the Germany was the German voters in the post-Merkel era were not up to let's have a new, totally new kind of uh, of of policy, of policies with the um, red red green coalition, but they wanted um, a moderate mixture of some some new ideas in a in a setting that's pretty close. Not similar, but pretty close to the way Merkel did it. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not many people would say what actually uh, admit that, but I think that's the, that is at least my reading of, um, of the election, of the result. And, and he per- impersonates perfectly this kind of calm and collected figure that incrementally, moderately, so to say, uh, does uh, politics. And what made him so, let's say, um, different from the other candidates, the other candidates were weak. Uh, Baerbock is a weak candidate, started out um, carried away by a media hype, uh, but then did a lot of mistakes, all by herself, maybe not, but a lot by herself, and, um, and was a weak candidate, ended up being a weak candidate, and is now almost at the verge of being second place, uh, and the frontman is again uh, Harbeck, uh, uh, by, um, in terms of the Greens, and Laschet, well, that's a non-starter. I mean, everybody was waiting for Laschet, but well, Laschet never came. He never delivered. Mm-hmm. It was, Laschet was—he um, thought to be uh, the prime minister of uh, North Rhine-Westphalia, biggest country in, in Germany, Bundesland in Germany. So he knows how to do it. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know how to do a campaign, at, at least an election campaign. He was a non-starter. And failed miserably. And ex- compared to them, Schultz was, um, carried, was supported by his party because they at least were disciplined and, and gave him the floor. They gave him the floor knowing if we succeed, we can afterwards maybe, um, get, get our own share by pushing through more leftish policies than then Scholz actually stands for. Him. You're absolutely correct. He's he's the man of the center. He's not a he's not a leftish. He's not a, uh, a, a and, and of course not a real radical leftish uh, uh, politician at all. And what comes more to it is that um, that he is um, you know people say that he's he's boring and in a way he is boring. A lot of a lot of politicians are boring, but he has now sort of um, uh, performed as. So to say, tongue in cheek, portraying himself as the robot, Scholzomart. But, but it's, it's, it's self-irony and self-irony plays nicely out usually. Yeah. If someone understands, I'm not really a rock star, that helps. And he, it helps for him to say, he, 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 I'm a Scholzomart and ich bin ein bisschen langsam und, and so on and so on. And people like that, that he seems to know that he's not entertaining and by that is entertaining. So that, I think that's up to why he, as a person, has has contributed a lot to the uh, victory of his party. His party must know that uh, the victory they own, so to say the victory to him, but that will not uh, uh, that will not mean that uh, the the social democrats on the left, so to say, eager to push the new reforms through parliament, will actually. Um, um, yeah restrict themselves they now see this as the great chance and this is the question what we can we what can we expect from scholz i mean i think we can expect from scholz that he becomes a moderator of a very complicated three party coalition um and uh, as you as you rightly pointed out the the coalition relationship between the greens and the liberals is awkward i mean whatever whatever they say but it's 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 really they are worlds apart and this is also true for many things between the greens and scholz but not between the greens and the the, the social democrat party uh, so there are a lot of tensions a lot of conflict lines within so to say this coalition and also within you're absolutely correct within the uh, german spd or social democrats and you can you can count until mm-hmm. 10 and it will show do you expect that perhaps these
1: coalition negotiations will once again break up like the last time at the election or after the election uh, in 2017, uh, or, or, or it's not the same situation? So at that time, the FDP broke up the, the coalition negotiations, and then, then once again, uh, the
0: GroKo came, I mean, the SPD and the CDU. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's always always uh, difficult to predict things, especially if they concern the future. Mm-hmm. But um, um, I don't know. They are so hopeful. At least they portray themselves as being so hopeful, and they all plays out nicely for the so-called Ampel, means uh, social democrats in coalition with the Greens and the Liberals. I don't. I don't. I don't see. I. I don't. I don't know. But I don't. Think that's going to be uh, easy. It's going to be a very rocky road, and um, that is also true for the um, for the alternative. Jamaica means uh, that would mean um, from from the point of nowadays of today would mean it as a chancellor, very weak chancellor, together with the Greens and the Liberals, um, and uh, because these alternatives. The one seems to be very promising. The other seems to be Plan, plan B. Um, um, somewhat unlikely, if you take a closer look at the at the policy orientation. Um, <laughs> maybe we are up for next time, uh, next round of Groko. Right? That means the Great Coalition, Great cold, uncalled uh, uh, between uh, the Social Democrats and Christian Democrats. Nobody wants that. Everybody is trying to say, "Oh, we are done by." Christmas. But I think what we see at Christmas is uh, um Santa Claus, and you can believe in that, so to say. I don't believe it at all that they are done by, by Christmas. I believe everybody is talking with everybody, and the more the longer it, it, it endures, the more they, they actually face that they are party that now parties come together, the especially the Greens and the Liberals, which um which which have a hard time to compromise on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And that means for the Chancellor. Olaf Scholz, basically, he can only be a moderator. And that, of course, we very much disappoint his leftish uh, base. Um, and and uh, and also, for that reason, I assume that he's, he's going to have a very difficult job if he actually succeeds, uh, not only winning the election, that's nice, but also getting <laughs> elected as the Chancellor of Germany. Let's see. I think okay. it's a very, very open uh, game,
1: hmm. judging from now. Mm-hmm. All right, and then a last question on, on the, well, um, on the possible policies uh, of the new government, which we still don't know which will be, I mean, which coalition, but, but what do you think on the, on the, on the, on the future governance policy on, on European integration? There will be not be big debates, uh, as far as I can remember, during the election campaign on Europe. Uh, which is an interesting point, because, well, uh, some would argue with that what happens in Germany, that will happen also in Europe, uh, to some extent. So, uh, Germany has also, um, always a decisive role in, in deciding what happens in Europe. So, um, if there were no discussion in Europe, what will happen with, 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 with Europe uh, after the new government has been installed?
0: Uh, Again, a very nice uh, and accurate observation, I think. During the election campaigns, Europe was not a big issue. And uh, judging from now the most likely coalition, let's say, uh, the coalition between the social democrats, Greens, and liberals, um, they have a consensus about Europe. um, But I think the consensus is only we are pro-Europe and keep it up <laughs> like the way it was, and uh, so that's a strange—that's uh, a strange attitude because they are combined because they are the forces who actually wants to change, want to change the the policy orientation in Germany. So nationally, they want to a new start, want to have a new start. But in terms of Europe, I think they are just a, a fade. Uh, uh um copy so to say of Merkel and basically the idea is to keep it up but um in terms of the challenges uh, Europe is facing and Germany and in in, in in particular in its European context so to say is facing i think um keep it up is just not uh, is 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 just the wrong uh, choice so to say they need to come up with new and new impulses they need to come up with thinking through um, challenges which are out there um, I would I would agree Europe was not a big issue but that is something um, that scares me in in some way what about uh, the EU, EU relation and in the German relation towards Russia China and the United States and in this respect I don't even believe that the three of them pro-europe uh, consensus parties, um, have a have a consensus in, in in this respect. I don't I don't believe that they have a consensus in terms of the relation we should have. We Germans and uh, you the EU should have to Russia, China, and and the United States. So that means they don't even have an idea um, about the framework of uh, a common European security policy, which is really uh, a necessary thing uh, thing to think about. And maybe even for the sake of argument, because of Brexit. I mean, once the British are out, we need to really rethink um, the relationship between the EU and NATO and the EU security policy and what kind of contribution can we bring uh, to the table and so on and so forth. Nothing of that has been discussed and um, nothing of that is covered by this more or less um, lame and, and and in some respect even fragile consensus on let's keep it up in Europe as it is. That's not enough, and it's um, and when it comes to international politics, it's even uh, it's even worse. I don't I don't I don't see this coalition. I don't see a strong chancellor to start with because it's a moderator of a difficult three party coalition to start with, so to say. But I don't see uh, the Germans in the pool position of of at least having an answer to Macron's idea or having an, an, an own vision of it, so to say. And I think that Germany, uh, Germany's role will decline um, uh, in terms of uh, European leadership. And um, I don't expect them to come up with a new foreign policy agenda, which would be necessary. Uh, and I see them most likely quarrel about the role of realism and realist approach towards uh, international politics in Europe. And I don't see them, the three parties being fit for that at all. So when it comes to that, um, I think uh, lessons need to be learned in a a very quick way. And if we actually have the personnel and the parties, uh, if they have the willingness to, 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 um, to face the challenge, to accept the challenge and to do something about it, I don't know. They are more or less really um, stuck with the idea that they need to have national reforms. This is a national uh, uh, government oriented to um, some big problems of the national, um, so to say, contribution to climate change, managing climate change, um, uh, 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 doing something about housing in big cities and so on and so forth. I don't, I, I fear that you and me and Europeans cannot expect too much from the from the next uh, German um, uh, administration, the German chancellor or government in terms of, hey, listen, what are we going to do with Europe within the next, let's say, five to 10 years? And what should our relations be to our neighbors, which happen to be uh, uh, our... Um, Partners or enemies, and uh, we need to <laughs> think about, so to say, how to to build up uh, relationships and what do we what do we do uh, with the three bullies in, in on, on the international scene and so on. I, I don't I don't see any um, any uh, politician being being capable of um, of making worthy contributions in that respect, and that's um, I, I I hate to. And on, on a on a not so nice and note, but but I, I really uh, that's what I fear the worst that 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 um, nothing will come out of Germany within the next years because we are very much concerned with ourselves.
1: All right. So these are perhaps not very nice words, but perhaps more realistic analysis of uh, what happened and what will perhaps happen in the next times after the German election, Professor Lemke. Thank you very much for being with us. Um, thank you. We are very we are very pleased that you were there. This was the MCC Votes and Seed podcast on the German election. I was Kalan uh, Poza from the Center of, for Constitutional Politics of the MCC. Thank you once again.